0: Welcome to I Watched What? A podcast where a married couple puts their marriage to the test through the medium of movies. I'm Dan. Sitting next to me here on the couch of wonders is my beautiful wife Jocelyn. And uh, this is her pick again for... Well, I would call it week three, episode three. It's not week three, it's like week six. Kind of because we do every two weeks. Yeah. So what are... What, what am I being subjected to today?
1: You're being subjected to the movie Real Genius. Uh, it's from 1984. It's starring... Um, we were two. Yeah. Uh, starring Val Kilmer um, and other random dude whose name I currently forget because he's in a lot of stuff, but he's usually the asshole, and he plays the asshole in this, so it works
0: okay so is Val Coomer being an asshole I guess I suppose I'll find out right
1: you will find out I'm not gonna give much away about his character what I will say though is uh, it's one I believe it's one of his first movies and it's I think one of the first movies that he's headlining All right. so it's not gonna really establish a particular type of character that he usually plays um, but his arrogance definitely comes through
0: Okay, I'll give so you that. I've seen a couple of scenes for this because you've you've watched it several times since we've been together. Oh, I've, um, I've
1: seen this movie. <laughs> I quote this movie.
0: Yeah, uh, that's honestly this movie. My understanding is that's where the title of our podcast even comes from.
1: Yes, because the joke comes from Val Kilmer.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's uh, a Socrates so, joke. It's a Socrates reference. Socrates. Definitely. Socrates. Um, I I know there's something to do with a space laser and popcorn. Yep, and.
1: And Laszlo Hollyfeld. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Okay, if you say so. So, uh, yeah. That's pretty much all I got. Val Kilmer's probably going to be a dick. Someone else is going to also be a dick. Probably has the military involved, I'm pretty sure. Yes, the military's lasers. involved. Yep. Okay. Um,
1: and... Also, oh yeah, the guy who plays Hollyfeld. Yeah. Um, we reviewed a movie on our other podcast, The Movie Theater Time Machine. Um, we watched a movie called... Um,
0: we're at 170 Uh, something episodes doesn't narrow it down
1: yeah no no and the name of the movie completely flew out of my head but he plays the guy who changes into the wolfman in it who changed wait monster squad we watched monster squad right yes Uh, and he changed the guy who changes into the wolfman is the guy who plays lazio he's got nards Yes, that guy. Wolfman's Got Nards. Mm, Wolfman's Got Nards, yes.
0: Monster Squad's a beautiful movie. It's
1: a great movie. It's a terrible movie. It's a great movie. (laughs) Okay, so
0: yeah. So with that, um, I have half an idea of what to expect. So after the music, we'll be back with uh, having actually seen the movie. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. We're back so uh yeah that was more fun than i expected it to be but i have got two words for val kilmer in this movie <laughs> medication <laughs> and decaf yeah because yeah. who, oh, lordy
1: i told you it was a good movie it's a fun movie i it think was, it's very it, underrated
0: it was a fun movie um I was worried it was going to be a Revenge of the Nerds style nope. kind of nerd stereotypes nope. and a couple of people were but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't quite to that level.
1: Okay, there's no like Okay, yeah, there is a gratuitous like girl in bikini scene, but there's nobody yeah. like being leery about it or gross. Yeah. It's just, you know, the line um this may be the only time in your life to
0: have sex any of you get to have sex then you just see it all dawn on their faces
1: oh and but there's nothing like there's nothing overly crude about the scene the girls are not naked they're in bikinis it's mostly just dancing Mm -hmm. um and that is basically when it comes to like the porkies and revenge of the nerds type thing. that's about it in that movie it's not bad
0: i just want to know where chris gets all of the money to do all of this stuff like,
1: Rich parents? I mean, I guess. He's got funding. I mean, okay, so basically what this movie is, is this is a uh, a genius school where this is the school that you send your kids to so they could get potentially bigger jobs, get their degrees, and they're not necessarily older. These kids are anywhere between, like, say, 15 and 20. They're it, not
0: old. It looks like most of them are around college age. Uh, and we're following Mitch, uh, Mitch Taylor, uh, who is a 15-year-old, basically prodigy. Yep. Um, he does, he's working he works on with lasers, lasers and stuff. Although i got to say, at the science fair, the, the alcoholic rats thing... I kind of like that one. It's like, but, the, how does alcohol <laughs> affect rats in a lab situation? You see, like the the rats being fed with water, or that they're, they're running in their little treadmill and they're doing the other thing, and it goes over to the alcohol and it's just asleep in the wheel. <laughs>
1: the wheel, and, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, but I like the little the little jokes that they have in there about that stuff, though. Yep. Um, and there there are a there there are quite a few of them, and they're I mean I love this movie. I've seen it. Probably a zillion times I can quote it. Uh, my brother and I used to sit and make fun of it because we it's a fun movie and it's slightly a smart movie yeah and I am a big big advocate of smart movies because when you do the silly sort of slapstick sort of comedy, it's great for what it is but it gets boring for me anyway after a while and I like to watch movies that actually like ping my interest and learn things.
0: See, so now, I'm sure I'm sure a little bit of this was some techno babble. Oh, probably. But just because I didn't understand it doesn't mean it wasn't actual big science words. Well, I'm not so, saying it even
1: has to be big science, but about uh, even something about big science. Yeah, makes me happy.
0: <laughs> All right. So yeah, we're, we follow Mitch Taylor, uh, who's basically a prodigy uh, high school student, uh, as he's at his science fair, and we meet his parents who are the whole kind of, you gotta be, not tough, it's like the whole, it's like, they failed so he's gotta achieve in their place it's so pretty, they can live vicariously. Well,
1: it's pretty obvious that his parents are regular blue-collar, blue-collar people. They're not overly smart, but Mitch is. And the line I think uh, Dr. Hathaway uses is, uh, was Mitch adopted
0: Okay, so we're following Mitch Taylor, who is a high school kind of prodigy. We we covered this. we covered that. Uh, This is going to be a seamless edit, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the, uh, basically, Walter Peck from Ghostbusters, William Atherton comes in and he is apparently a famous uh, professor. He's also kind of his own... Mr. Wizard kind of
1: Yeah, he's basically like
0: I was gonna call him Bill Nye, but no, Bill Nye's, but Nye's entertaining. Bill
1: Nye's entertaining. He is very much a Mr. Wizard type. Yes. Where let's learn about things. Um he's let's we... learn
0: about the colon. Yeah,
1: because let the colon, yeah. That's that's because everybody wants to learn about the colon. Although colon health is a big problem and you probably should actually see a doctor if you have an issue, but that's not where this was going. Um
0: butt health with I watched what?
1: <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, he's he's that typical douchebag in the movie. He, he's he got a government contract um, to create uh, a laser. It's like the first scene you see in this movie where it's very uh, an overly produced sort of short film on how they're trying to create this laser in order to uh, use during peacetime to take out specific en- uh, enemies with um, a laser and a mirror and... Basically, you've got someone who looks very ugly Arab sitting in a chair, and he gets and annihilated. Get um,
0: and I gotta admit, the like the effects, like the CGI they used for the crossbow—it's not bad. At the beginning, it was pretty okay, but that's where most of the budget went. Yeah, because there was so there was a scene later with the jet yeah. that was very very much the green screen looks lovely tonight
1: yeah it's 84 it's yeah but at the beginning they proved they could do it oh
0: but anyway um so yeah he's uh he's, mitch is going to be skipped ahead several grades essentially he's going and to college to
1: this, on on scholarship Yeah,
0: and brought to this genius school where he's going to work with uh chris knight who is apparently another ultra mega super genius
1: well everybody in the school is supposed to be an ultra mega super genius yeah, but, just they're, in but different... they're the two at the top yeah they're well they're the two in the top they're two of the smartest brains in the country that's basically said right first yep. um, and they're working on this laser everybody else in the school is extremely smart but they're the ones who are working on this very special project that they don't know what it is exactly they just know they have to make
0: they know it a to very do, powerful laser it has to do with lasers it has to be five megawatts which i'm guessing is a lot it's oh, yes. less than 1.21 gigawatts i'm assuming that's
1: where i was going with this
0: yeah but, i don't
1: think so it's probably going to be more than that you'd think right no
0: uh gigawatts would be gigawatts point megabytes
1: point point be, point yeah, gotcha so. gotcha yep okay Continue. now if it
0: was te- uh, terawatts Ooh. that's scary Yep. But um, <laughs> I'm, I, I pretend to know some science words. Um, so they need to figure out how to make this laser. It's a five five megawatt laser, and they need to have, like, a portable power supply, and, like, the biggest brains so far can't quite figure it out
1: yeah that's why they bring mitch on because he specializes in lasers but we meet chris um as he's going to a what looks like uh the end of a job interview he's already seems to have the job but they're showing him around like where he's going to work after he uh he graduates and he's walking around wearing converse which i'm cool with um a t-shirt that says says, i
0: heart toxic waste
1: and um those little springy ears that you wear like around easter the beadly Bowers. yeah um, Because, you know, he's quirky and that's what this is supposed to be. He's quirky. He's got a reason for it. But yeah, it...
0: he's got a reason for it because he's undiagnosed manic. Uh...
1: I think it has more to do well... with it's a way to counter him from cracking. the The big thing about this movie is you're so smart that you could possibly crack. And that's you know, you you just start going insane because you're too smart. So he's trying to, I think, counter that with humor.
0: Well, it's the burning yourself out. Yeah. It's not so much the you're too smart, it's you focus too much on like just just the work. That's what happened to Laszlo Laszlo Hollifeld. La- Laszlo Hollifeld. That's what yep. happened to him. He he focused too much on the work and it broke him. And he it didn't... well, he
1: broke because he found out he was killing people.
0: Well, yeah, that too.
1: Yeah so um so chris and mitch are roommates and and the occasional random dude walks in looks at them walks into the closet closes the door and and disappears yeah
0: and chris is exactly the kind of roommate that you do not want in college yeah he is high energy he is oh so very quirky and he has apparently no sense of... Personal bound- space? B- boundaries? Yeah, that too. Because Mitch comes into comes into the room after being shown around and all of his clothes are gone.
1: Because so Chris like, put them away. Now, granted,
0: Chris put them away, but it's still like, dude. Don't touch other people's that things. That was my shit. What dude. are you doing?
1: But it this it kind of pulls Mitch out of his shell, though, this entire thing. Yes. Because he was very much a sheltered kid. And he walks into the school and he makes friends. He makes friends with Mitch. Well, not Mitch. Mitch is Mitch. He makes friends with Chris. He makes friends with. Um... But ultimately,
0: he does make friends with himself. He does make friends with himself
1: it. by the end of it. I think that's the moral. So here. does
0: Kent. Yeah. Quite oh, often.
1: He does not make friends with Kent. <laughs> he, might, um... no, he makes,
0: but Kent makes friends with himself.
1: Very much so. Any... Um, I can't, why can't I remember the girl's name?
0: Uh, 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 Jordan.
1: Jordan. Makes friends with Jordan. He makes friends with, uh, Asian kid whose name also escapes me. I'm Um, not entirely
0: sure they even said it in the movie. I
1: think they did. I think they did, but I- I I didn't catch it. I miss it all the time. He made the
0: whole building into an ice rink, and I'm sure- Which is awesome. That scene is great. I thought that was gonna come back later. Mm -mm. Nope. I thought that was gonna come back later as the quick- quick ice thing to use in the machine and then it just f- turns into gas. That
1: would have been great, but, you know, but that's no. that's a plot thread that they could have used. They didn't. That's, but that's they a plot thread. They
0: threw at the wall, it stuck, and then they ignored it. I
1: think they did it because they wanted to show that other people in the school are extremely yeah.
0: smart. And then the landlord had to scrape it off the wall when they moved. <laughs> so. But
1: anyway, uh, they Chris and Mitch start working on this laser and they meet, well, Mitch meets the other people who are working on the project and one of the main guy's names is Kent. Kent is the um the billy zapka of nerds
0: kent's a dick whistle they go we can't, we don't like kent if you feel bad for Kent at the end but <laughs> well, by the end of it yeah a little bit because but he's you, still a dick
1: he's a dick because he's trying to assert his dominance and he's one of those like uh the only way i can really describe him is like um um starscream yeah that's yeah. he's kind of the simpering toady he's he works for the main guy. He thinks he he's thinks so he's big. better than everybody else. He thinks he could probably run the project himself. He gives off that kind of arrogance. um, but you really kind of see how he's kind of shit on because Dr. Hathaway continuously basically berates him and then makes him do things like, like
0: pick up his dry cleaning and
1: teach his classes, which is kind of bullshit if you you know, yeah. ask me. but. That's what Kent is. He's kind of a minion. Um, and he has two other minions who work with him who are, know, <laughs> are not really given names, but...
0: It's like, you know, his glasses are about thick enough for him to be one of, like, the... the yeah,
1: uh, he's got thick glasses. One of those minions. Yeah, he,
0: yeah, for real. I can't remember the company that they... That, it DreamWorks. Was it DreamWorks? Yeah. Now, the first Despicable Me was pretty good. The minions were tolerable on that because they weren't the focus. After that, yeah. things went wrong.
1: The first Despicable Me is actually really good. I, I will give you yes. that one. It's, because, it's a lot of fun.
0: Because they didn't focus on the minions. They're they so were just fluffy. Fu- yeah.
1: uh, but oh, anyway.
0: Oh, you said a dart gun.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, you've got Mitch working here. And you've got Chris sort of working, mostly slacking off. Because he's of the opinion that he's out. You know, he's done. He's graduated. Um, or at least he's almost graduated
0: and he's like i'm on my way out of here and i have completely fucking checked out
1: and you get kind of a a montage of what we need is a montage of people going to class and about people working and things like that and the
0: first few months at the school pretty much like like progressively there are less and less people going to class and more and more like tape recorders and boom boxes just sitting there recording the class it
1: becomes remote learning before remote learning yeah um
0: basically the just even the even the teacher just like leaves just a recording to out. play out yeah with i love i love what the blackboard said it just said um math by audio alone is hard to follow please pay attention
1: oh please listen carefully please listen carefully. yeah um yeah, but, you know, you get this montage, you get Mitch working, you get Chris sometimes working. And then Chris gets called to Hathaway's house. Um, And I we have to mention that Hathaway's house currently, Dr. Hathaway's house is being um, remodeled. And there's a small little uh, scene with him and one of the military guys uh, kind of going, hey, um, you know, if a project fails because, you know, they're backtracked and they're supposed to be making this... They were supposed to be given 18 months. They were fast-forwarded to four.
0: But the military's like, well, we want it now. But we can't have it now. It's like, I don't care. I want it now.
1: And if they go looking, if the project fails, they're going to want to know where all the money went. And Dr. Hathaway's house is being completely remodeled. And I believe the line is uh, in, like, uh, embezzling is a felony uh, fraud, 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 fraud is, is a, is a felony. felony and
0: then he drives off so we are we are to understand he's misappropriating the funds from whatever grant or whatever it is right he's, doing he's probably using the to school's fix funds. up his house
1: he's using the f- school's funds to actually fund the project and using the money he gets from the government for himself
0: and the house looks wildly out of place too yeah like the yard is desperately green and the whole rest of the neighborhood is like parched and brown the house is just a...
1: And they're in California, so... Yeah. It's just yeah. an
0: upsetting
1: shade of red. Very red. Very, very red. It's, an like, ice. it's like sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it really doesn't belong. No. And Dr. Hathaway's always mean to that St. That Bernard. Not St. Bernard. That no, great, great Dane. It's a Great Dane. And I'm, I don't like that he's mean some, to
0: the Great Dane. Honestly, if someone's mean to a dog, you can you can tell already about their character.
1: Yeah. So he doesn't kick him or anything, but I don't. I no, don't like he the yells and and He, he like, yells at him. He
0: yells and he threatens to kick, and the dog's like, "All right, fine, I'm leaving."
1: But anyway, Chris gets called to Hathaway's house, and they have a discussion about how um, he basically needs to step it up and to work with Mitch, and so you know he he really needs to just start buckling down. And he goes, "Okay, fine, I'll do that," and then proceeds to take Mitch to a pool party um, using the laser. Uh, that they're trying to build to direct everyone to this pool party that's being held in the auditorium
0: and somehow his infinitely deep pockets have convinced a bunch of students from the beautician school ne- down the road to come and come and, and join party
1: them. with these these nerds
0: yep so and these turned and... the auditorium into like a pool part like the like the The orchestra pit is, like, uh, slip and slide.
1: No, I hate to say it, but I've actually seen this happen. I've seen this done before. Um, I have a friend who works in theater a lot, and he was doing a production of Grapes of Wrath, and they actually did fill the orchestra pit, um, lined it with, like, black, like, rubber tarp, and filled it with water so he could jump in during one of, like, the water scenes that's in Grapes of Wrath. So I have actually seen this done. It is possible to do it. Huh. Yeah. Um, okay.
0: But uh, I just want to know where he got the evacuation slide from a plane.
1: I want to know how <laughs> that, he managed that was to water slide. He got. He managed to get the hologram uh, to put, you know, tanning the, session or whatever yeah. on the wall. I want to know where he got the the lasers to do that. The he's smaller a, ones. He's a small. He is a small. It
0: was into basically. Uh, it was. It was like. Um, uh, beam diffuser it was a laser like spinner the laser that was sent out was put into that and yeah diffused and it diffused
1: out. other places um but yeah so he basically throws this pool party for the beauticians and all of his geeky friends and mitch is one of those people
0: and they're all, and mitch they're is all uh
1: mitch is is have is not having fun mitch is sitting there just having like this uh kind of this crisis because he's supposed to be working and he's not actually working and chris is nowhere to be seen and he's just bored and he's not having any a good time at all um and that's when jordan shows up jordan shows up with a uh, a tank that's like a rebreather she
0: shows up in like almost full scuba gear and she's got this crazy contraption she's called you know it's a rebreather. It a
1: rebreather which is it's an actual thing yeah um
0: it's supposed to not release bubbles when you're underwater. Basically, sort of it's supposed thing. to
1: just recycle the carbon dioxide, so you never actually need to refill the tank, which would be a wonderful thing if it existed in real it's life.
0: Like, I'm not sure you can actually do that. That sounds like a Star Wars That's Jedi very, bullshit. I
1: mean, a lot of the stuff in this movie does happen to be science fictiony. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: you wouldn't call it a science fiction movie, but the science in it is kind of
0: like whatever that ice is that turned immediately into gas. And, I want and that then, from my and house. Then didn't kill people. I
1: want that from my house. I want to turn my house into a skating rink or just to watch my dog skitter across the floor i was like
0: are you sure you want to do that we both have a tenuous relationship with gravity
1: yeah but it would still be fun to do like luges or sledding in the house we have a big apartment so it would be nice
0: yeah it's it's, it's like i'm going to the kitchen
1: we have a bowling alley it's cool (laughs) i mean Um, i mean yeah yeah
0: it's about this it's about that long (laughs) Uh. but
1: yeah so um jordan comes with a rebreather and the two of them actually start to have a good time mitch actually starts to enjoy himself and In the process of of this, Kent has gone and grabbed Dr. Hathaway from his television show to say, hey, the two of them are fucking up. You need to come and see this. So he does, and he basically gives Mitch, like, a tongue lashing. He's like, what the hell? I took a a chance on a 15-year-old. That was my fault. And I
0: clearly made a mistake.
1: And he just, you know, he still has that hold over him because Mitch is a kid. And disappointing someone in authority when you are the type of kid Mitch is, is like... The, the kiss of death.
0: I see saying, he's also got that big Walter Peck energy. Yeah. He's just like, that's the... Uh, he's a big, douche. This man has no dick. Uh-huh. Kind of energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's William Atherton. I don't think he's ever been in a role where he was the good guy.
1: I have never seen him in a good guy role. I no. could be completely wrong, but he's usually a dick.
0: I'm going to have to dig around on IMDb now, because that... Now, you know what? That might be something interesting. The, the one movie where he's a good guy. let we'll <sighs> see if we can find something like that.
1: We here. would actually... Oh, he's a, he's a dick in Die Hard. As well. Yeah. That's right. He's a dick and Die Hard too I completely forgot about that. He's just a dick. He plays a good dick. I don't even know if the man's still alive. Um, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, But yeah, anyway, so uh, Mitch has been working and is just, like, losing his shit. And he gives Chris, like, a hard time the next day um, because he's just, he's... He's fed up. He needs to do the work and they're not working and he's just feeling down about himself. And during this lunch scene is when you hear a phone call that he made to his parents that was recorded by Kent and his minions um, and broadcast over the lunchroom.
0: Well, I did not like this at and, all. And this was vicious.
1: It was mean. It was, you know, he called his parents because he was upset and he wanted to go home because, you know, he was just you know, he was frustrated and upset with himself and felt like he was letting people down. And... He's also, he's also 15. That's and what I'm this saying. Was he's just, 15. This was just
0: dumped on him, and it's a lot. I don't care if you're a genius or not.
1: No, it's a lot. You're still a kid. That's a lot. And, uh, yeah, so Kent heard him making this phone call, recorded it, and played it over the air. And it just... It, it kind everyone of everyone's it. laughing and it kind of just broke him he ran to his room he was gonna you know he's gonna pack up and leave and chris comes in and basically talks him out of it yeah i also want to mention that i kind of skipped over a scene um because we, we kind of skipped the guy who's living in the closet yeah um, we mentioned
0: there's a guy that periodically will just come into the room uh while they're sleeping or while whatever and then just walk over to the closet Step inside, close the door. And disappears. And just
1: vanishes. The Mitch, before all this happened, uh, goes into the closet, closes the door, and finds that there's a uh, uh, sort of a cart that leads into the steam tunnels, and that's where this guy lives.
0: And I refuse to believe that he didn't hear the mechanism for that thing every time. Yeah, it's it's pretty damn there,
1: loud. It looks like it's um, big and chunky and goes chunka 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 chunka. It, it really looks like a, a Ooh, look at look at that waveform. Oh well, yeah. Oh boy. um But anyway, he sees this guy down there, and that's when you find out. A little bit after this, you find out that that guy is Laszlo Hollyfeld. Um, the guy who's like super super genius was the number one at the school and he cracked and quote unquote disappeared. He actually just lives in the basement because he doesn't really have anywhere else to go
0: Oh, I looked it up uh, William Atherton is still alive Good. Uh, last movie he did was Bad Company in 2018 I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what movie that was he also reprised his role as Walter Peck in the uh, Planet Coaster console edition game because uh, they have a Ghostbusters pack. So I assume he's either the voice of the... Uh, he's either like the narrator or the, he comes into your park and causes trouble. Anyway.
1: Anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, Chris and Mitch have decided that they are going to get back at Kent. And one of the things they do is they follow him to the library. Um, remove the... Uh, basically remove the top of his car and i mean top of his car is in the entire body of the car um and And rig it into his bedroom to inflate and deflate and inflate and deflate after someone opens the door inflate and deflate what though i think they just put like a way it looks like it's just the the body of the car and like two tires Uh. so the car is like off sides and um
0: he's like it, got hydraulics on, on yeah this. they basically put basically, hydraulics like on this Pinto or whatever it,
1: it looks kind of like a volkswagen
0: a little it's bit, a little bit. it's it's, a, it's it's some kind of european it's probably
1: car. a gremlin or something of that nature oh, no,
0: no no i know a gremlin That's okay not a it's
1: gremlin. not a gremlin then um but yeah so they do that um and chris and mitch do continue to work but it's sort of like a um kind of like a break after they they screw with kent They're both working. And then Hathaway calls Chris back to his house. And he walks in and there's this really pretty girl. And she's... Who again is
0: another dropped plot thread. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, no, she shows up later. Um, But, yeah, he walks in and he's looking for Jerry, who is Dr. Hathaway. Um, And she's, like, asking him, are you here for the meeting? And as soon as she says that, three... Three people come out of Dr. Hathaway's office, um, Hathaway himself, and two military guys, both who we've seen, and... Uh,
0: one of them turns out to be her dad.
1: One of them turns out to be her dad, and my favorite line comes from this scene. Because,
0: of course, uh, of course, Chris <laughs> is hitting on her, because... Because
1: she's pretty, and yeah, and, yeah. and so uh, she's he asks her out, and she says, can you hammer a six-inch nail um through a board with your penis and he says like
0: not not right now
1: and she goes "Girls got to have her standards and that is my favorite line in this entire movie because i think it's hysterical um and it makes him laugh but they leave and he goes into hathaway's office with him and hathaway basically says you're fired you're not doing the job i uh, i had you do Um, you're not, you're not going to graduate because I'm going to fail you out of my class and you're not going to get that job that you already, uh, already interviewed for because I'm going to give it to Kent.
0: Yeah. Because even if you passed, you didn't pass. Yeah.
1: He's basically in a blackball him.
0: Yeah.
1: And that drives Chris into like a a spiral actually of, of depression. He,
0: He ends up on the other side of his manic episodes.
1: Yep. He ends up upset and Mitch, you know, tries to make him feel better, but they end up like studying constantly um and because when,
0: when he's depressed is when we get the line that uh kind of spawned the title of our own podcast here yes because it's times like this i think of the immortal words of, so- of the of the philosopher socrates i drank what
1: it was a t-shirt i had the t-shirt yep <laughs> for a long time i had the t-shirt um but yeah uh they start to study super, super hard. They working on the laser because Chris is now kind of buckling down because he really wants to like, like fuck over Hathaway. But the way he wants to do it is by proving him wrong, that he that he wants to um, he wants to be like, look, I actually did this. You're an asshole yeah. by by not putting your faith in me. So he and Mitch work tirelessly to get this this laser going. And eventually it works
0: and yeah during the course of it they um, uh, during the course of it they um, actually talk to Laszlo Hollyfield
1: yes they do and because
0: um, he, he's been watching them
1: work and he actually has taken sort of a little liking to Mitch not in a gross way but in a oh that kid's gonna be that kid's really smart and yeah. he's he's doing a good job and he's yeah. gonna grow six inches in the next year
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like uh Okay, okay, Laszlo, gets uh, weird, and he offers to let Mitch borrow his pajamas. His pajamas. pajamas. <laughs> it's like uh,
1: because no? Mitch falls asleep with uh, sleep with his stuff all over the place. Yeah. And it's basically, like, no, I'm good. basically, Lazo tells him to you know basically don't burn out. You know, just yep. just do what you're doing, but don't drive yourself crazy over it. And then he kind of disappears. Um. Anyway, uh, Chris, yeah,
0: he's also been entering uh, like a sweepstakes. It's like a Frito-Lay sweepstakes.
1: Oh, yeah. There's going to He believes he's going to win like 33 and a third of all the 67 pro- percent of the prizes, something like that. Yeah, because he's created a machine that allows him to enter the sweepstakes over and over. And it's no, no
0: purchase necessary. So he just keeps making entries to it. It makes so- me wonder like...
1: why like Frito-Lay and other people like this used to, you know, st- stopped doing that. I wonder why I know (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's the reason why they don't do those types of sweepstakes anymore because they used to them a lot when we were kids it's for the
0: same reason that uh, the shows like press your luck stopped having an actual pattern to it and started going oh yeah because that totally there was a guy who did figure it out and pretty much broke the system
1: and you know what good for that guy Yep. Um, but now
0: it's like a pure random number generator because it used to be a pattern and
1: the best part is I think press your luck is back like, a lot yeah, of those are back... No, back, but, yeah. like, they're doing celebrity ones now.
0: Oh, great. Yeah, I,
1: j- I saw a preview for it the other day. But anyway...
0: <laughs> I was at um, work the other day hoping that it was going to be an easy day, and I was just like, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> fuck!
1: <laughs> well, yeah, so, during this whole thing, again, Chris and Mitch are working really hard, and they go into the lab one day, and they start up the laser, and the entire thing fucking burns out. And you find out that the reason it burns out is because Kent, like, smeared like grease on one of the um on
0: the optics on the
1: optics and it burnt out because of that and in a you know in a fit of rage chris is like kicking things and um kent is sort of like hey you screwed up you should always check your stuff and sorry
0: about the meltdown but he hadn't told anybody yet so this is chris figuring out that son of a bitch
1: and uh, it takes as... the
0: fridge and it pops the freezer door open.
1: And a vat of liquid nitrogen pops out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the liquid nitrogen he had used earlier in the movie because this is Chekhov's liquid nitrogen yes he'd used earlier in the movie to shave off a roughly quarter sized piece and put it into the vending machine so, so he'd, he'd get to coffee so you
1: didn't have to pay for anything do you know
0: how expensive liquid nitrogen is
1: and he's got a canister of it in his freezer
0: you're not saving any money if you're buying fucking but he's not nitrogen. the school
1: is he didn't, he didn't uh, spend it but anyway he kicks the, the thing and the vat of nickel, liquid nitrogen falls out and it Gives both of them the idea of a way, I guess, to cool the system down very quickly. So it could, um, so yeah, so it could, act, the laser could actually retain enough power to actually generate, you know, burning through something. So they run back into the lab and they test it and it works. And they burn a, a hole through all the walls, which they are very lucky, they didn't burn a hole through someone.
0: They burned a hole through half the goddamn town. Yeah, like straight through, like like up to like something like a mile away through a billboard yeah. for uh, the Purgatory Burger, which sounds like it'd be very spicy, and I'd like to try it.
1: <laughs> Go back to 1984, and you can. <sighs> um, but yeah, so they've basically figured out how to make this laser, and they're so happy and. You know they and tell they, burgers. they <laughs> tell Hathaway. Hathaway is very pleased, and they go and get burgers. And uh, Mitch and Chris and Jordan and random Asian kid An whose Asian, name I can't remember. Asian
0: kid whose name escapes me. They're
1: celebrating, and they see Laszlo come in, and he's he basically tells them, you know, great job on the laser guys, but what would you use that for? and they're like we don't care you know he's graduating and he's like it could be used for lots of things and he's like yeah but if you had a mirror and a tracking system to that that could kill someone
0: imagine what you could do with it
1: and chris freaks
0: out and like you see it hit him he's like uh, oh
1: yeah he's actually got like like food on his face and everything else and he freaks out so they run back to the uh the lab and everything is gone everything the government came in and took it right quick and both Chris and Mitch start to lose their shit because they just realize that they're going to be killing people. And it it's enough to break them. And so um, that's when they realize that they have to get the stuff back. They have to fix it. They can't let this happen. And the one person who might actually know something about it is Kent. But they can't just go up and talk to Kent. Kent's, Kent's an asshole and he hates them. Kent's a dick whistle, as we have said so they come up with another idea they basically suck all the oxygen out of his room until he passes out and they install a tiny microphone into the wiring of his braces so they can talk to him in his head and so That's they do not that. not going go poorly. They wait until he's alone, and Mitch gets on, you know, uh, a mic.
0: Basically, he gets onto a ham radio with, with Ken's
1: face. With Yeah, with a, um, uh, a voice changer on it. Yep. And they start talking to him like they're God. And, and he, he accepts it pretty quickly. Because, honestly, if someone random starts talking to you, you're thinking one of two things. You're going nuts, or God is talking. And so they went with the lather. God is talking. And um, he basically says, you've created, you've created a, uh, a, a bomb, a machine that's going to kill people. Don't. What would you use a tracking system that you created for? And he's like, oh, my God, I didn't know. Like, where is the laser? And they're like, uh, he's like, uh. I know they're doing a test, but they wouldn't tell me where. And so they're like, okay. Um, hey, yeah, so... Um, so so what now? Stop
0: touching yourself, Basically, stop
1: playing with yourself. And he's like, oh my god, it is God. <laughs> so, um... They try to figure out what's going on and they do figure out where the laser is. Yes. Um, um, by,
0: by following... Um, Hathaway. By following Hathaway, um, like, they figure out it's going to be at this particular Air Force base and since it's 1984, I guess the security isn't that great because if you got close enough like that i'm pretty sure that uh, the asian kid would have been shot down
1: probably but um so they start making like fake id badges and um this is the scene i think where uh there's a visitor who comes to visit mitch in his room at the very beginning of the movie yeah when she chris is me At the very beginning of the movie, when Chris is walking around the new place that he's going to be working, he meets this woman named Sherry. And she makes an an innuendo um, comment by saying that she's met seven of the ten uh, smartest men. Because, yeah. No, they don't even specify men. Biggest brains. Ten of the biggest brains in America or in the world. And she kind of gives an innuendo like... And you'd be number eight. And he's like, oh, wait. Uh, uh, number six was some random dude. And he's like, oh, isn't he dead? And she's like, he is now. And walks away. So it's implied that she's just gonna fuck him. And she's super, super into to, uh, smart guys. And she's gonna fuck him. And she does kind of fuck Chris. I think she does. Because he recognizes her. Um, and she shows up in Mitch's room. And she was waiting for him to turn quote unquote old enough. He's not. He's 15. He's 15. He remains 15. He's <laughs> still 15. <laughs> he might she... be 15 in six months, but he's 15. She's, I think, she looks like she's in her mid to late 20s. So it's it's mm. 1984, guys. 1984. Doesn't excuse it. It's just the time. Um, but she shows up in his wait, room and she basically offers wait, you herself know who to. Who was him. number six? Who? Laszlo. No. No.
0: La- she, she was waiting 10 years.
1: Wait. So Fine. it's not Laszlo. So she basically throws herself at Mitch. And Mitch kind of walks out later on. And he goes into Jordan's room. And he basically says, so this woman kind of just threw herself at me. And Jordan's very upset, and she's, she's like, like
0: upset and offended and not entirely sure why she's upset, but she's upset.
1: She's upset, and she's like, "Did you make it with her?" And he says, "No, no, I I don't want to make it with her. There's only one girl I want to make it with."
0: He's like, "I do want to. I do want to do it, just
1: not with her. with her." And then they kiss, and then it's implied that they have sex. Yep. But anyway, so after Consuming this, considering how
0: hyper she is, good lord, yeah, that would that that would like break. Be, uh, break bed frames that's
1: what i'm thinking is like she's probably wild
0: like a wildebeest
1: <laughs> but yeah so that this next part happens and they manage to make fake ids and sneak into <laughs> sneak into this, this
0: military base this military base like air force base where they're going to be testing the laser um now
1: they're not going to be testing the laser in space
0: which is what uh, what Hathaway wanted but like they's like we're going to do what we're going to do so they're loading it into a
1: fighter jet or uh, well, no I not really it's, it's like a cargo plane honestly it's like a,
0: it's more of a space plane i think like i'm sure that it's not a blackbird that much i know
1: it's it's a it's military a, grade it's a something. machine plane thing but it doesn't matter they they get in there and they actually switch out <clears throat> what looks like microchips so into the um the targeting system Um, and you don't know why at first you don't, you're not sure what they're actually doing. And there's a really rudimentary sort of internet system that they use for it. And I think that scene is actually pretty neat because they managed to connect the computers at the school to the computer in the, uh, into the aircraft. Mm -hmm. And like I said, very rudimentary internet, but that's basically what it is. But, and it works and it works. Um, so they, I think it's to reroute the power or the settings into the computer at the school um, they managed to get out, they managed to go back and during this test run um, the targeting system changes course now before this happens we have another meeting with Kent um, Kent is in the library and Mitch starts to, uh, to play God again.
0: Yeah. Uh, he starts to play God, and he says, Kent, have you been playing with yourself? Yes? I, I mean... No. No? <laughs> well, is he in the library, or is he still in the well, dorm? Well, because
1: someone... Oh, he might be in the dorm. Someone walks in on him, though.
0: Yeah, and that, that other person, like, just came out of the shower, I think. But, uh, gives him, um... Gives him orders to be at... Uh, Hathaway's house at seven oh eight in the morning and whatever you do don't go inside and wait for the wait for God's signal and he's asking I was like but but God why and, and this guy walks past and he's just like, staring at him he's like he hung up
1: he's like hello hello Jesus he hung uh, up he hung up so anyway the next the next morning happens and the uh the test run starts and uh, yeah, um, the they redirect the uh, the test instead of going to uh, this random dummy in the middle of nowhere, they redirect it to Doctor Hathaway's house.
0: Which and- uh, the night before they were seen kind of moving a bunch of boxes of something into the house. We're not really sure why. Like they broke in and bring they're bringing tons of boxes of something, something into the house, and we see um, we see Chris put a weird kind of prism lens thing up on, like, a stained glass window. We'll find out what that's for in just a moment.
1: So, anyway, uh, Kent shows up at the house, and, again, thinking he's talking to God, goes, Okay, God, if you don't want me to go in, you better tell me to stop. And no one says anything, so he goes into the house. nobody's
0: at the Divine Ham Radio, so he goes to go in the house. The... Good guys who are on the other side of the of the road jump up and try to tell him to stop, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, fuck these guys." Goes inside anyway.
1: Now the guys are not only just watching what's going on, but they also bring one of their professors. Um, I think it's more of a, "Hey, this is what Doctor Hathaway's been doing." Yep. While you guys haven't been paying attention and and re, uh, reappropriating funds for and they this, also,
0: they also get, I think, a senator.
1: Yeah, they call a senator over to to be like, "Hey, guess what? This shit's to, going to on." Get, yeah, in... to,
0: to accuse Hathaway of what's going on. And they, Not only and that, but like, the
1: military themselves. Yeah, I mean, this like, is this is some this is some big bullshit. It's
0: like this is a very serious accusation. I'm going to need some proof. And you Looks see at it. his watch and goes, "Give me about a minute."
1: And uh, oh yeah, the uh, professor that they bring uh, is wearing the same bunny slippers that Chris is because yep. Chris wears bunny slippers, which actually look very comfortable. You can't deny it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean,
0: they're the same bunny slippers I put on every sim for their sl- sleepwear. Yes. So,
1: but anyway, um, so um, the laser is redirected to Doctor Hathaway's house, and <gasps> Kent walks in, and he walks in to look at what's essentially the biggest thing of Jiffy Pop you will ever see in your life. Oh
0: yeah, it's just this massive just thing, and he wa- he's like looking at it like, what? He reaches out to touch his, like, a little bit of a crinkle, and he, he looks like he's, like, encountering God. Yes. He, he, like, he doesn't know what's going
1: on. And he uh, he basically puts his arms out and says, Okay, God let me have it and i'm ready whatever it is let me have it it's like you
0: are not gonna like what's gonna happen to you
1: the beam pops down and hits the microwave it's the microwave it's popcorn this la- it's the, popcorn. the purple
0: space laser comes down burns a long trench <laughs> oh, up the right. side of the house
1: into the brand new house that it, was just it, remodeled it just
0: finished big old trench through the green green grass and up like just cuts the garage in half yep And hits that spot on the window where Chris put that little lens. And it focuses all of it through the window, burns through the banister, and points right at the giant Jiffy Pop thingy. Which
1: is an accurate representation because that fucker's full. Oh, it's chock full full of of popcorn. popcorn. And it proceeds to fill the house over and over that's a lot it's a lot of, of popcorn. popcorn to the point where the house is actually bursting at the seams mm-hmm. the whole with house so much popcorn. to
0: one side like it's bursting out of the roof it, all the windows have blown out uh
1: the the front door blows open and kent actually gets pushed out
0: <laughs> in a wave in a
1: wave of popcorn
0: in a wave of buttery goodness
1: now two two things i want to mention first off we don't really ex- didn't explain why the popcorn is such a thing um, earlier right, in the yeah, movie, the, uh, Chris went when Chris went to Hathaway's house. He was eating time, the first time. Yep, he was eating popcorn, and Hathaway said that he couldn't stand the smell of popcorn. He hates popcorn. He, he hates popcorn. I actually he,
0: cl- he clearly worked at Target at one point.
1: He, I actually really don't like popcorn, so I'm actually okay with this. <laughs> I'm not a fan. The smell is fine. I just I'm not the biggest fan of popcorn,
0: but I used to work at Target, and I've just become completely immune to the smell of both coffee and popcorn.
1: Did they give popcorn at Target? They they used to. Oh, I don't know. When I, when I was working I there,
0: they did they, popcorn was a big thing. and I
1: don't know anything about this.
0: <laughs> all the customers would be like, oh my god, that popcorn smells so good. It's, it must be fresh. I went, what?
1: Is this popcorn?
0: I'm completely nose blind to everything in this store.
1: But there's that one. And then I want to backtrack just a bit before all this happens. When they run to tell Hathaway that the... Uh, the laser was done hathaway was um busy with the general's daughter uh, Miss, yes. uh, and uh the Ooh. line chris uses as they're running away is i guess you'll hammer later <laughs> uh, but anyway yeah so the popcorn is literally coming bursting at the seams of this house um there's witnesses to all this and
0: and they realize the laser didn't hit where it was supposed to so like the, the laser itself is overheating yep and everyone's freaking out in the like control i guess like a trailer yeah like a tractor trailer trailer they had everyone's freaking out and uh the... hathaway jumps into the cockpit to try to figure out where the hell did this laser go
1: and they find he finds a microchip that's been, just been left on the floor, and he's trying to figure out where it belongs in there. Because there's
0: no, no spot open, like, what's going on, because they had swapped out this microchip for theirs yep. with, the, with the different coordinates.
1: And basically, they they kind of do a video of where the laser actually hit, and Hathaway sees that it's his house.
0: And, there's just, and it's kind of, like, grainy video, because, you know, it's 84. 84. <laughs> but he can just see, like, piles of something coming out of his house. He's like... Oh my god.
1: So he Oh
0: my god.
1: So during this whole thing, um the kids from the area and everything just start playing in the popcorn. Oh my
0: god, it's a popcorn orgy. Which
1: made which makes me even when I first saw this movie when I was younger, it makes me extremely uncomfortable because there's so much broken glass uh-huh. and all sorts of like things in this popcorn, uh-huh. but these children are just like playing in it like it's snow there's furniture in that popcorn <laughs> and, then, like, <laughs> and, and then they start taking it in freaking like wheelbarrows yeah they have like
0: a freaking red like uh
1: like a uh, like a radio flyer
0: a, like, like uh wagon just full of popcorn, full with popcorn. there's a wheelbarrow they're just running across the street with it. and, and I'm, I'm just like, just
1: like why no you and your glass candy. Oh God! I was just like <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable. And during this entire scene, too, the uh, the song "Everybody Wants to Rule the World" is playing.
0: I'm still, I'm still like, as of recording, I'm still debating on what the institi- interstitial music is going to be. I still don't know. I got to figure something out. <laughs>
1: um, but anyway, as the movie is starting to end, they're all like, you know, happy together, and suddenly this um, this trailer pulls up, and Laszlo pops out. With Sherry. And uh, he's like, he's just like, hey, I actually went, and his his math was off. He ended up with more of the prizes than he had he had initially thought. And Sherry is like wrapped around him, and she's like, I've been looking for him for ten years. He's number one. And there, he's and everybody's like, ah, okay, so she's in love, and they're gonna go live in her house out in the mountains in her
0: survival bunker out in the mountains so she's a prepper
1: (laughs) yep and so everybody probably
0: has like food buckets
1: everybody you know it ends on a you guess a happy note because this is really where the end of the movie is you see um later on as everything has died down hathaway drives up to his house
0: (laughs) and the credits start rolling as he's just looking at his destroyed house just popcorn everywhere and he's just like yeah take that you bastard
1: yeah that's um that's real genius
0: yeah better movie than i was expecting um i knew it wasn't going to be bad because i've seen little bits and pieces of it here and there since you know you watch it periodically i do and we do you know tend to share a house yes um so uh for our rating what would what would we rate it
1: uh
0: would this be one like by the dvd or would this be worth a rental? Oh, I'm
1: I'm very much of the own own this shit because I really yeah. like this movie. I think it's fun, and it, it doesn't necessarily age badly. There's no real
0: yeah for for an '80s movie. I was expecting some pretty pretty bad humor that wouldn't fly nowadays. It and really honestly, that nobody used. You There's know... no
1: bad no bad language really. Uh, I, I mean, think, bad as in... I think um, Hathaway
0: says fuck once, but beyond that...
1: I don't even mean that. I mean, swearing is swearing, but yeah. I, I don't want... There's no... Um, there's no use of the F-A-G word. Yeah, they don't... Um, um, that, that was tended to... No be, one uses the
0: R, R word at any point. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. I ex- I mean, it's the 80s. You kind of almost expect that kind of thing, but this one, no.
1: no. As a matter worked. of fact, the only time that it, it, like, homosexuality is even mentioned is because uh during the party scene a little misunderstanding
0: um, with uh, jordan with
1: jordan he's like uh mitch walks up to her and says why aren't you necking and she looks around and she's like i'm not gay
0: because she's like everyone's necking with the girls the and, girls. She just and she's goes, a girl and I'm she's like
1: 50. i'm not gay <laughs> and that was it there's but it wasn't derogatory at all no
0: so it was just it was literally just a misunderstanding
1: and yeah i mean i think the movie holds up pretty well mm-hmm. um yeah
0: uh you... Fair. I mean, if you're gonna watch it, fair warning: Val Kilmer's character is way over the top.
1: Oh yeah, big time.
0: But you do kind of get used to it. But at first, he's like that. He's like that. That. That roommate that you hate to have. Wow! I just realized that the two movies I've shown you have been Val
1: Kilmer movies. I'm
0: waiting. Well, I, we already know what your next one's going to be, and I'm pretty sure Val Kilmer's not in that one.
1: Probably not. But I actually there's one I'm thinking of that I'm going to make you watch oh god no it's not bad
0: it's more kilmer it, kilmer is, everywhere. Kilmer.
1: it is where the <laughs> the line omnia huckleberry comes from and if you know what i'm talking about you will know which movie i'm talking about
0: oh dear so yeah you'd say definitely buy the dvd oh hell yeah um i would i would rate this as it you know a decent way to kill a sunday
1: Yeah, you like, get, you like got a f- rental i guess or yeah, something you got
0: a few hours to kill you can do worse than you this movie
1: can get a rental oh my god Go down to your Blockbuster. Go to your Blockbuster. <laughs> the only one that's still open because there is still one. It's in Oregon somewhere, I think. And it's flourishing, actually. Yeah. I mean, so, fr- good for fucking, them. Fucking hell. Um, uh, uh,
0: Cinemassacre, uh, the angry video game nerd, actually did a road trip out there before COVID hit.
1: I would do that. I would yeah. go to the last living Blockbuster a, just to yeah. give it a
0: hug. I want a t-shirt from the last last existing Blockbuster. I used to work for Blockbuster. A long okay. time
1: ago. got I'm to missed. see far far away.
0: Now, for a guy who worked in a blockbuster and has and is on two separate movie podcasts, I have seen very few movies.
1: It's true. <laughs> very oh my god, few. it's so true. This is why I'm I'm very happy about this one because I'm going to show him a lot of the movies he's missed out on, yeah. even the terrible ones.
0: And the movies I have seen are atrocious, which brings us to next to, week, to, yeah, to the week after. Week after next, since we're going to be in October, we're going to start the spoopy, scary skeletons month of, uh, you know, basically horror movies, Halloween movies. The next one up is Chopping Mall. I have no idea what this is. It is glorious. I have no It clue. really is.
1: I'm I'm not afraid because I don't mind horror movies. But in fact, I'm actually surprised you picked the sort the sort of a horror-y type movie because you hate horror movies. He's afraid of them. It's really funny.
0: Okay. Yeah. Look, when you're watching <laughs> when you're watching a horror movie in the dark on your laptop, and your dog kind of like comes out of the darkness and just noses your hand, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> And I stand by my decision to fling the laptop across the room, shriek like a little girl, and run around the house for a minute going, I need to take a laugh. I need a minute. Okay? <laughs> Here's the thing. I love horror stories, horror novels. I listen to tons of horror podcasts, all that stuff. But for some reason, the movies do me in. Like, even video games I can handle because I have at least a little bit of control over them. Like, Until Dawn. Although Until Dawn's not necessarily scary. It's just really fucking tense. It's
1: suspenseful. Really tense. It's a good game, though. If you have eight hours to kill, do it.
0: Yeah, definitely worth it. Uh, And you can get everybody killed if you think they're annoying. Yeah.
1: It's it's actually really hard to kill the most annoying ones. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Emily. You know it. You know it.
0: Emily sucks. Screw you,
1: Emily. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry for any other Emilys that may... You're probably wonderful, but this Emily is a bitch. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Editing Dan here. Yep. I did it again. I watched what is a proud member of the 4041 Media family. Visit our website at 4041media.com and also... Special thanks to Kevin MacLeod for the use of his song, There It Is, as the intro and outro to our podcast. Once again, I now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. (laughs) All right, so yeah, uh, come back in two weeks uh, for the beginning of October for Chopping Mall. See ya in a couple weeks.